Coming up, it's Philosophy Talk. What exactly is a law? Laws are creations of people who have the authority to make them. Is there a tight connection between morality and the law? Should we obey the law just because it's the law? Oh, it's worse than that. The law tells us to do something that bears no relationship to what it is that we're required to do as a matter of morality. It threatens our capacity for moral agency. The mere immorality of something isn't going to prevent it from being a law. The time must surely come for the laws to fit their times. Our guest is Jules Coleman from Yale University. Look, I teach law, so and I love law, but you know, you have to really see the dirt in it before you can grow to love it. Philosophy and the law. Coming up on Philosophy Talk, after the news. Welcome to Philosophy Talk, the program that questions everything. Except your intelligence. I'm John Perry. And I'm Ken Taylor. We're coming to you from the studios of 91.7 KALW, local, innovative public radio for San Francisco. We're continuing conversations that began at Philosopher's Corner on the Stanford campus. And from that oasis of thought, our conversation migrates to this oasis of the air, and from the air to the Internet via our blog, theblog.philosophytalk.org. And you know, now you can listen to Philosophy Talk anywhere, anytime, at least the best of Philosophy Talk, by checking out our new podcast. Well, Ken, today our discussion is going to be about philosophy and the law. You want to kind of clarify that for me? Oh, well, yeah, in 30 seconds or less. Look, there are all kinds of laws. There's the laws of nature, the laws of morality, the laws of a religion, the laws of a state. Well, what, what do you have in mind there? What, what kind of laws are we going to talk about? Well, let's start right at the top. There's a difference between laws of nature and all the rest. The rest are normative. Laws of nature are descriptive. There's no sanctions for breaking the law of nature because you can't do it. There's no prison for all the right. objects that didn't, you know, react opposite and equally to other objects. Yeah, although sometimes I wish there were, you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. But look, the, you're right. The law is this kind of thing. A law, a law of, of uh, morality or, or a law of a political system is a law. It's the kind of thing that you're supposed to obey. You're, to, you're supposed to obey it. Somebody says, why should I do that? And they say, it's the law. Or why shouldn't I do that? They say it's the law. But I guess I guess with different kinds of laws, there's different sanctions. Uh, if you disobey God's law, you go to hell. If you disobey George Bush's law, you go to prison. Uh, if you disobey morality, you feel guilty. So that's one difference between them. Right, right. But now here's the so look. What's a what's a we're talking about a legal system, the laws of a society, political, politically established society. I, as the kind of laws we're talking about. Now, here's a question, though, f- for you. Well, the first question is, what is a law? What makes something to be a law? I guess an easy answer is, well, it's what the lawmaker says. The law is whatever the lawmaker says, whoever the lawmaker happens to be. Isn't that going to be circular? Because uh, you'll, who who gets to be the lawmaker? Well, whoever the law says is the lawmaker. Well, uh, yeah. Sounds There's, like it's going to be who's ever strongest to me. Uh, well, possibly, or who's ever duly elected or duly constituted. But you ask, well, why this procedure? Because, uh, because well, that's the procedure we somehow settled upon. But, but, but now... If the law is whatever the lawmaker says, and if law is something you're supposed to obey, you know, have you ever looked at the guys who make our laws? Well, and just look at history. I mean, at one point, if you lived in a northern state, uh, you were supposed to return fugitive slaves to the southern states. 
people disobeyed that law, and we look back and we admire them. So, I mean, what's the deal with laws? Yeah, I know. I mean, since laws can be stupid, irrational, absurd, even morally wrong— I mean, how does it get? How does law get to have any force that you're supposed to obey them? It's. I think it's kind of an interesting question. Would you suppose sometimes you shouldn't obey the law? I think that's right. And you know, our roving philosophical reporter, Polly Stryker, went out and talked to some people who make a habit of disobeying what they regard as unjust laws. She files this report. David Solnit is an activist, and his beliefs have clashed with the law from an early age. When I was 18, I made a decision that I was going to resist the draft. I wasn't prepared to have them take my life and send me to war. All of us thought there was going to be a war in the Middle East over oil. And so all the kids in the high schools throughout Portland, Oregon, where I was living, began to organize groups and protest it. And through that process, I learned that it's been through non-cooperating with either unjust laws or unjust policies that people have made positive change throughout history. Solnit says laws are made by the elite and looks to history for understanding. The history of laws and the governments or states that create them and enforce them through police and our men, it goes back to the creation of, of the modern government or state going back to the 1500s. The diggers took over a small plot of land that had been enclosed that used to be common land, and they started to grow food on it to share. They didn't carry swords. They were ordered off the land, and eventually the elite, the aristocracy, or the government, they sent uh, men with swords to attack and kill them. And if you look at the North American Free Trade Agreement, Mexico had to change its constitution to get rid of the communal land system, the hito system that folks fought a revolution over. And that was when the Zapatistas rose up and said, you know, this is a death sentence for us indigenous people. And so they, you know, they took over 12 towns. They probably broke a lot of laws. But are these laws legitimate? Most people would rather not break the law to force change, but not David Solnit. You know, I've been organizing nonviolent direct action and civil disobedience since I was 18, and I'm 42 now. You know, when you ask other people to do something, it's usually good to do it yourself. So that's ended me up in jail and under arrest many, many times. I've I've been very fortunate. I've never spent more than a couple weeks in jail. I mean, I work as a carpenter, so nobody really asks what my record is when I work on their houses, which is fortunate. Uh, I've actually been arrested in civil disobedience with every member of my family, including my mother, which is very cute to get arrested with your mom. Mom, they're arresting us now. Here we go. It's not all about marching in tear gas. Here's what Solnit did to protest a proposed free trade agreement. There were protests throughout the Americas, and so we did a solidarity action in the Bay Area and dressed up as Robin Hood and his merry band, and we figured we would go to the heart of where the things that matter were turned into commodities and bought and sold. And so we went to the futures trading floor of the Pacific Stock Exchange, we were 15 people dressed in green, a couple Maid Marians. Uh, the first Maid Marian had a bouquet of balloons, and she went up to the security guard with a big smile on her balloons and said, Hi, we're with balloons and more, and we have a singing telegram. And so he was very bemused and distracted, and while she did that, the rest of us leaped the turnstiles and sprinted for the trading floor and uh, denounced the lords of industry who were turning our lives and our communities into commodities. The traders on the floor went nuts. Some of them were incredibly hostile and threw food at us, but other ones were actually picking us up and helping us escape. All hell broke loose and and trading literally stopped for 20 minutes because of uh, Robin Hood and his merry band. 
For Philosophy Talk, I'm Polly Stryker. You can listen to the rest of this episode by purchasing it on iTunes Music. Or for unlimited listening, subscribe to our archive at philosophytalk.org.